200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hi, this is Jim Dudley. Jim, a couple months ago, we got an email, um, and we do encourage you to send email to policingmatters at policeone.com, from an officer named Thomas Walton. And in it, he said, you know, that he's kind of a big dude, and uh, uh, he's observed that they're going to smaller cars, and that they don't have the budget to buy larger cars or SUVs even um, for officers who are of larger stature. And, you know, I mean, cops are generally, generally speaking, pretty large folks. They work out. They got big shoulders. They're strong as all get out. Um, you know, you do have your diminutive officers. Um, one of my fa- favorite friends in the world is little Joe Ferrara, um, who's also a Police One contributor. Um it, you know, there are, and the cars are smaller. The, you know, the old Crown Vicks are going away. I mean, they have to because they're old. But they're being replaced by the Impalas of the world. And, you know, they're just smaller cars. And then add to the fact that they're putting all this extra gear into it. They're packing so much. The MDTs are big. And I love Panasonic Toughbook. I think they're fantastic machines. But they're big. They're not small. Um, you got cameras everywhere. You got your your shotgun's been replaced by your AR, which is great. I'm all in favor of that. But that stuff takes up space. You got your 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 uh, bailout bag. You got maybe your medical kit. You got a ton of stuff in that squad car, and there's just no room. And you you know you, you've got guys who are spending ten to twelve hours a day in that car, and it's uncomfortable. What do you think? I mean, my, my I have. My view is we should be all looking at SUVs. Just throw out the, the, the traditional squad car concept altogether. Souped up SUVs because they're much bigger. I, I love my SUV. <laughs> well, you had me at SUV, and then when you said souped up, uh, I changed my mind. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, we're asking uh, to have our cops big and strong, and we're outfitting them with all this gear. We're having them wear tactical load vests. Um Two or three kinds of weapons, beanbag guns, uh, first aid kits, all of it, right? I always joke about the Thule rack on top of the radio cars. But uh, honestly, um, it's a hazard. It's a health hazard. It's a safety hazard. Um, I've heard from uh, police officers who say they don't want to put on seatbelts to get because they're afraid of the delay in getting out of their car because it's difficult enough as it is. And I think that is like the worst thing they could do uh, because, as you know, in, in the Leoka reports, the law enforcement officers killed in, in action, that, that traffic accidents uh, are usually up there with assaults in the killers of police officers. So Almost usually equal in number. Keep your seatbelt on. Um, this um, so so Thomas uh, Walton. Uh, I conversed with him on email. He's uh, in Alaska, and so it occurred to me that they should have SUVs. He right. says they've got a few trucks, but um, 
you know, I'm getting the, I'm under the impression that the people in the GSA, the purchasing units, that they're not, there's some sort of uh, disconnect between the field units and the purchasing power of the fleet to oh, buy smaller cars. Absolutely. And you can only imagine uh, uh, with with the advent of electric cars or hybrid cars, they're probably going to get smaller before they're going to get bigger. Um, it would be great to have some sort of movement from within, maybe police unions, PBAs, uh, to lobby a big manufacturer. I won't mention any by name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we know we know who they are and they but, know who they are <laughs> but why can't you come up with a police vehicle a standard police vehicle and make it you know cost effective but um, you know heaven forbid we lose anybody uh, because they can't get out of their vehicle in time to um, evade a threat yeah. or, well, or to escape after a traffic accident. I, I, you know, I'm a below 100 instructor, and one of the five tenets of the below 100 is to wear your seatbelt. Um, you know, and, and here's the thing about seatbelts. I'm okay with, if you're, if you're coming to a stop, it's less than five miles an hour, and you know and stop is imminent. You definitely are not going to get back up to speed. Pop that belt. That's okay. I'm 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 okay with that. Yeah, that's that's just ta- tactically sound. But if there's any any danger at all of the person that you're chasing taking off again, yeah, keep that bad boy on until that person is stopped and you see the the gear shifter go through the re- reverse lights. Right. Um, yeah. And, the, your, and by the way, keep your eyes on the brakes. If the brakes are still on, they might be thinking about scooting. Yeah. Well, I think I think your idea of the SUVs was a good one. The souped-up version, I think, with more and more and more agencies telling their cops not to engage in high-speed pursuits, why do we need them? Yeah. Um, at least make some portion of your fleet big enough for the officers that need them. You know, assign them by size if you need to. But uh, it, it sh- this is a real first world problem that we shouldn't be encountering. Right, I know. Um, you know, I, w- I won't name the car, um, but I did get to a test drive years ago, a couple of years ago. Um, it, it was at the time new, um, a police vehicle that is a still a, like a full on midsize car. Hmm. And it was quite cozy. Uh, it was really fast. Uh, handled really well, had great brakes, um, and I, I, so I think that it's it is possible to find police patrol vehicles that have that size. Yeah, um, there are models out there that that are available, but you know, the, there are models that are just so small. You get in them, I go on a ride along, and some of them are like, I can't believe you live in this thing right? for twelve hours a day. It's your office. It's yeah. It's and your, and a lot of guys are riding around in their office with two hundred thousand miles on them. Yep. So you know, when when we were conversing, I said, you know, 90% of, of uh, an agency's budget goes to personnel and stuff. And fleet is one of the last things that gets fed in, in the grand scheme of things. So over time, if you're in a large agency, you might get to replace, you know, maybe 2% of your fleet right. every year or so. Uh, I hear it all the time. Uh we're driving, uh, you know, in, in harsh weather conditions. We're driving cars with holes in the floorboard yeah. from the 
the salt in the in the slush in the in the ground and and here in good weather I mean, we're, we're putting these cars through paces 24 hours a day. You get out of one and the guy on the next shift gets in and takes off. It's not like we have a whole bunch of cars sitting in a parking lot. They're all hot seat cars. You know, every agency I've visited that I can remember, every, every change of shift, the car gets reused. Yeah. It, it's, it, the, those things are running basically 24-7. Yeah. Um, now, in some agencies, I, I, I'll, I'll grant this um, credit where credit is due. Um, they also spent really good time and effort in maintaining them to the best of their yeah. ability. I mean, they, they, they don't shortchange the tires. They don't shortchange the brakes. They don't shortchange the engines. They don't. Now, inside the vehicle, some an entirely different matter. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about in, inside the vehicle. Yeah. Um, you know, a car that has great brakes and a wonderful transmission system and, you know, hot rod tires and all kinds of great stuff like that is all well and good. But if the officer can't fit properly inside, safely inside, you know, for, it's for, all for what? Right. Right? I yeah. Mean, uh, I don't know what the answer is other than appealing to your, your city government leaders to, to make the purchase a priority to start replacing fleet for bigger vehicles. Um, but maybe it's time we took some of this stuff out of the radio cars. Um I mean, we, we pull people, well, cops pull people over for distracted driving. Yeah. And here we are driving down the street. Looking at uh, the computer. Answering the radio, looking at the computer, typing on the computer, um, looking at our ALPR results. Um, we used to, I don't know if anybody has them anymore, but we used to have the, the rat alarms, the robbery abatement oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. alarms for um, uh, you know, the alerts out of uh, banks. But uh, a lot of stuff in there. Do we need it all? Um, and and when do we? What would you call it about shrinking the the Moore's law? Moore's law? Moore's, Moore's law, law of, of everything shrinking. Yeah. Well, when's it going to start? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think like for MDTs, <clears throat> there are a number of good models. I mentioned the Tough Book. I just happened to have worked for Tough Book a long time ago. Um, the uh, those those machines last a really long time, and so it, there are machines now, even from Toughbook or from other, you know, like Lovono or Lenovo rather, mm-hmm. um, ruggedized computers that are much smaller now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But agencies aren't going to go replacing something that ain't in need of replacing. You right. Know? So right. there there has to be a need. There yeah. has to be like, oh, that broke, or uh, this thing's getting old enough that it's slow, or whatever the need is but the, there is no necessity yet yeah um i don't know when that tipping point is going to be and you know what you have now unfortunately are several auto manufacturers who are they're 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 pushing these smaller cars and they're saying because they're more efficient and they are yeah they're um cheaper to maintain and they are uh but the you know, the unintended consequence is you're stuffing, you know, a 250-pound man into something that really is, you know, it's like putting putting him in tiny, like a little tiny box. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know what the answer is. I do really advocate for the uh, the acquisition of SUVs, at least several. Uh, like you'd mentioned, you know, you've got officers of a spectrum of sizes. Assign them vehicles based upon their size. Right, right. Yeah. Um, once again, thank you for the email, Thomas Walton. Um, we do encourage you to email us. We do like getting your ideas and your thoughts, your comments. 
It's policingmatters at police1.com. That's policingmatters at police1.com. Thanks. Again.